Welcome to Get a Grip with Max Homa and Shane Bacon, a production of iHeartRadio. Sports fans, golf fans, or just fans, welcome to another Get a Grip with Max Homa and Shane Bacon. Max, it's our birthday month. That's the only thing happening this November. That's about it. Remind everyone, Shane, uh, how much older uh, are you still than me? Uh, real quick, before you get into all that, we're both, this month, we'll both be in our 30s. We're both going to be just a couple 30-year-old schlops, well past our prime, looking back on the good old days. I don't need to hear your, how much older am I than your shit. We're both 30-year-olds almost. Yeah, you're right. And now it really starts to not matter. (laughs) You know what's a bummer? Yeah, well, you, you, as, as somebody that has done this, you... Cruise through 31, 32, 33, everything feels great. And then you get to 35, you're like, wait a minute. That's half of the 30s are done. That was that went way too fast. And a lot of life stuff happens, as I'm sure it'll happen for you and Lacey. Um, I uh I am daddy daycare this week and last you week. You are, you're full mode. Yeah, no, uh, no, uh, no daycare for the little guy. Um, that's uh the times we live in. So the school's been closed for a couple of weeks. And uh right now he's in the very active world where he is just trying to grab and push and pull and pick up everything and he climbs on everything big climber think i, I See, told, that scares uh, I, me i told cindy last night he, he possibly free solo too she did not like that at all and um <laughs> and uh but he did yesterday um went was just outside you know being henry hanging out having a good time picked up a, a brick scorpion on the brick luckily my wife was oh, quick because that could have been bad but uh, did Halloween. Henry was a DJ. Harlow was the DJ's security. You guys won my favorite uh, costume. That was far and away the best one. And Henry looked so cool. <laughs> if anybody, <laughs> if anybody could just picture like essentially Dr. Dre, but as a, you know, 16 month <laughs> with the headphones and the shades and the hat and everything. It was awesome. Yeah. Credit to Cindy. Cindy's really good at, at, at Halloween and she's been throughout our relationship. She was Colonel Sanders last year. And let me just say unrecognizable in, in terms of what she looked like <laughs> when you saw her, but uh, you had a golf tournament this week, Max, you played, uh, you played, Shane, I hate, I hate to, I gotta, I gotta, I gotta bring this up before we get into. Oh, okay. Go ahead. Sorry. Into the golf, just because I, I had breaking news today. As I was flying over here, um, I got a message from an old cow buddy, uh, DJ Volko. So shout out to him. He said, uh, you know, I wanted to give you a little nugget of information that's going to blow Shane's mind. Oh, I'm so That always gives me a little bit of nerves. You know, yeah, fires me up too. He said China, which is a bit larger than the U.S. land-wise, only has one time zone, and it's Beijing standard time. Come on! Is that serious? Yeah, I guess so. I mean, I would trust this guy. Wow. I, you know, I yeah, got something. So I think your ideas are now have a lot of legs. I got something from someone. I'd, I'd have to find it right now. So this will just be kind of completely me trying to remember two seconds of looking at an Instagram message. But apparently there's an area of Canada this year that just said we're not doing it. We're just not changing. So they just just aren't going to go with date. Whatever. They, is this daylight savings time or what do they call this one? The one that just happened? Uh, because again, isn't this savings time? I don't, I don't, I think they're both. I don't get it. If I'm being honest, I don't get it. I don't either. I don't either. We, we spend enough time on daylight sometimes. That's good information (laughs) about China. And I am, I am now blown away. And you know what? China after a rough early 2020 trying to make a comeback. So there you go. Making a little comeback. Um, I, uh, I wanted to talk. I mean, you know, we, we were in this weird off season, if you will, but 
there's so much stuff going on. Obviously, everybody getting um, you know amped up about the Masters every time one of those uh, Masters ads gets dropped on Twitter. I feel like every single person I follow on social media is like, oh my gosh, I need a minute. And um, that's when you know we're inching closer to Augusta. A couple of weeks away, you've got another event this week, but you added the Bermuda Championship. All in all, how was the week? I mean, I'm sure we have a lot to touch on. We've got caddy talk. We've got play talk, tournament <laughs> talk, and uh, you hitting arguably the the craziest flop shot from a penalty stroke in golf history. So yeah, take me through <laughs> the week. I forgot about that. Yeah, you know, it kind of was disappointing with the fin- uh, with the result, I guess, but it did its job. I wanted to play to find some semblance of my golf, um, which I did. Uh, I, I, by the end of the week, especially the weekend, I felt like everything that I've been like kind of searching for game wise, as far as it feeling more whole and knowing what the hell the ball is going to do really, like really came together. I just, um, I mean, part of it is just not having Joe. I felt like par fives, especially I, I probably lost, you know, I felt, felt like I wasted probably four shots for the week. Um, you know, one of the holes I hit a, my second shot, right at the pin on par five. I truly thought I was going to have like 12 feet for Eagle. And my ball was like 30 yards over the green. It was on the, <laughs> one of the really windy days. And it was just, you know, right after it happens, you look back and you're like, how could, I think it was, I had 195 in and it was downwind from the rough and I hit eight iron. And I remember thinking to myself, it's like, is this nine? And I was like, there's no way eight iron flies. Greens were soft. There's no way it flies, you know, 200 yards. Right. Is really that bad. And, you know, so when, when I hit it, you know, I took some off it, whatever, but when I hit it, and then when I get up there and see it, I'm just like, then all of a sudden you look back and you're like, yeah, I guess like that makes sense. But like, this is the part of like the breakdown that you want, you know, your caddy to be a part of, to help, um, you know, stuff like that. I had that happen multiple times. That was the most glaring, uh, but you know, I played 15 poorly the, the weekend. It just, so it was the hardest hole in the course. I thought like tee shot wise, but I never really knew what to hit off the tee and just like never made a confident golf, a committed golf swing. So I felt like I wasted a little there. Um, so the, like I said, the result is, is disappointing, but with the golf itself, you know, I, I feel really, um, intrigued. I feel super optimistic. Um, kind of showed up Thursday excited and my first like six holes, I had no idea why my golf swing felt so bad. It was unbelievable. And I was just felt like I was in the twilight zone because I, for the last three weeks, I mean, I'm shooting just like absurdly low numbers and then I get out there and it feels so bad. Um, but it was fun in the same point time because I just said, okay, we're just going to keep cutting the golf ball until we're done this round and we're going to go figure it out after. And I, you know, pieced it together. I shot two under, um, it was very easy that day, but I mean, I shot two under, kept myself in the tournament. And then on the hard day, I played well, you know, shoot even. So it was kind of fun playing the first two days, like straight up field golf and like, let's piece it together. I've always been an incredibly, um, I really admire, I think my favorite to watch do this now is Justin Thomas, uh, Justin, I've heard, and I've seen him have these awful warmups. We'll talk about it. Like I hit it so bad in the warmup and then he'll shoot something stupid low, like six, seven under, or sometimes maybe it'll be two, three under and he'll end up winning the golf tournament. I, I admire that more than anything. It's not something I've ever done. Well, I feel like I need to feel good in order to score well. So I felt like those first two days, I really did hold it together for whatever reason. It just felt terrible. And then Saturday, Sunday, I finally had that little mini breakthrough of understanding not just what I'm trying to do with my golf swing, but I was able to feel it. And I mean, I know the scores weren't exactly, um, 
super deep, but you know, there was a lot going on for me and, um, uh, that, that didn't really help. But at the same time, I didn't really have a big miss for like at all for four ish days, but definitely not for three days. And that weekend was, uh, it was kind of on a string for the most part. I hit it phenomenal. Uh, and it was fun because I, it wasn't one of those. The difference was I felt like this it was incredibly repeatable what I was doing. It never, it didn't feel time based. It didn't feel handsy. It felt like I was hitting the golf ball. And, it, you know, I, I 17 was a perfect example. There's out of bounds right, essentially, and um, water left. And every, most people laid up. If you watch the tournament, you, know, you see people hit it short of the bunker. Some people would hit driver. And at the beginning of the week, I told myself I was hitting driver there every day. Now I didn't do it. The second day because it was blown, you know, really hard. But I got out there on the weekend and I, you know, I, was you know i wrote it in my book i said you're hitting like literally said like hit you're hitting driver you know should like show off because it's not a small fairway but it's just an intimidating one and by the weekend i felt so good about my golf swing that i knew what where it wasn't going i was like all right screw this and i just grabbed driver and aimed at the water and just hit it like a little four yard cut wind takes it in the middle of fairway both days and it was fun doing that because it's like this not it didn't feel like I was in the groove and that's why it happened. It felt like I know what I'm doing. Uh, the ball's going to start here and go there. And if it misses, it's not going to be big enough to get me in trouble. I've never not had a big right miss uh, pretty much ever. And that whole, you know, when, when the wind was off the left, uh, right miss goes in. Like I said, it's essentially out of bounds. It's just bushes. You'll never find the ball. And I would, like didn't even cross my mind that it was going to happen. So that was fun. So like I like, like to answer your question in a long way, uh, this week did what I wanted it to. Okay. In the sense that I feel incredibly ready for the next, uh, part of the season. I got some points. I got like moved somewhat forward in the season without, you know, I didn't do anything crazy, but at least I, I moved, but in general, it was a, it was a big, uh, morale boost for the golf game. I was really happy. And I was happy because I putted awesome. And I kind of said it on this, that if I pay attention to my putting, I can, really roll it and I rolled it well. So it's just fun. It's fun to see some hard work pay off. I'm I'm makes me want to work harder and keep keep at this. But at the same time I feel like what I'm working on in my golf swing right now is correct. I think I've known the why. The what kind of hit me this weekend with some extra range time. And I think that's cool. You know, that's it's fun when you you start to you know like you can picture it in your head, right? Like what you're doing wrong. But when you try to fix it it's very difficult because some things feel good, but aren't, and some things feel bad and might be better. And I finally kind of found the the blend. So Bermuda, I think Bermuda was a success in general. Good. I mean, I, I, I have a question about what it's going to feel like when you see Joe for the first time this week. I mean, after having, you know, a local caddy, uh, somebody that obviously doesn't know your game and doesn't know you the way Joe does. I mean, are you going to, I know you're not an emotional guy. Like, is there going to be like <laughs> tears? I mean, the guy doesn't have a beard anymore. It's going to be hard to recognize him. How excited are you for these next two weeks getting your guy back? Yeah. Joe shaving the beard. What was funny is uh, a bunch of people saw Malcolm and like, wow, Joe really looks different without the beard. <laughs> <laughs> so I thought that was good. Uh, you know, that be, was pretty good. Cool. Yeah, it was pretty good. It'll be cool. Um, you know, I've obviously seen it, obviously seen a picture I still think it's going to shock me. I'm more intrigued by people's uh, reaction that we'll see him tomorrow. Cause I I think there we were, I was thinking about it the other day. I think there's only a handful of guys out out here that I've ever seen him without a beard. So um, it's going to be funny, but yeah, just in general. uh, Yeah. I, uh, 
excited. You, you really value <laughs> what you have when it's gone, even for a week. Um, it was, uh, it's a lot. You play a golf course, three different wins, and it was blowing hard two and a half days. It's just like, like I just like, I felt like I was on an island on an island, like, you know, figuratively and literally. I'm just, you're just, you feel so exposed. Things seem to be moving so fast. It's hard to think fast enough. It's hard to run through all the options. It's an incredibly like introspective experience. Uh, it's one thing to go play, you know, four days of something. I've done Q school by myself before second stage, which was more of an emotional grind having no one to talk to. And it's not like anybody's in a good mood that week. So you're not really like chatting it up. <laughs> nobody's nobody's, nobody's like, like shooting really like jokes down the fairway. <laughs> no. So at least this week, you know, I had somebody to talk to on in general, but, it, but like about golf shots, you know, you don't, um, but like even that, you know, Q school, it's like the course was easy. The wind was down and it's somewhere I'd been before. And this week it's like, you're playing this place that you have negative idea, you know, what it will mean if the wind goes from, where we had it southwest to east and that or north and then to east. And then you start to figure it out on the fly and you realize these holes you've completely prepared for. Now you have absolutely no idea what's going on and you don't have anybody to ask, like, what do you think? You know, I'm sure sometimes it's nice just to get it. Like it's, it's a little bit when, when somebody asks you, Hey, is it right lip? And the answer is always. Yeah. I mean, unless yeah, it's just sure. a complete wrong thing, you're just always answering. Yes. Because all they're asking for is reassurance, right? I mean, the, the, apparently, you know, when I worked outside service at True North, we were told of the the number one question asked at Disney is what time is the five o'clock parade? And oh the point gosh. of that is people aren't asking you what time it is. They're asking you where it is, where it starts. They're basically asking you a question to get a whole bunch of information about what's going on. So the point of that exercise is don't ever, you know, don't ever look at a question as stupid. You know, try to figure out what they're actually asking you. And uh, and I'm sure sometimes for you, especially at a, as you mentioned, a golf course you don't know well with all these crazy winds, and then one day no wind at all. I'm sure there was moments where you're like, I know it's driver, but is it driver? Just so you yeah. can get a yes, right? Yeah, that, I mean, so that's you know, it goes back to it goes back to like you know the lack of commitment. So like 15, uh, the first day when we were playing a practice round. You know, Malcolm gave me a perfect line. Like when I look back, it was perfect. You know, it's at this thing right here. We're going to bang driver. The landing area where driver is, is much wider than where you're even hitting an iron. So I'm like all in. And then you get up there the first day and the wind was down. And I think I hit a little chop driver and it was money and made birdie. Well, then the next day it's blowing. It's, you know, we're almost done the round. It's blowing like 30 at the time. And you're right by the water. And there, it's a hard seashell. Like I said, there's junk left. There's a lot of junk right. There's bunkers. You can't really see your landing area. And I'm like, well, I'm not hitting. I can't hit the driver. Like, it just, I don't know where it, I know where it's supposed to go, but that ball is going to be in the air forever. I just saw Danny Willett had actually come back to our tee and then hit two more tee shots. So I'd already seen like that. It's even windier than we think. So I hit this low, little three wood. Wait, wait, hold on one sec. He he came back to the tee. And had to hit two his... more tee shots. Yeah, he had a provisional and then another provisional. Mm. Um, so you could just see the ball was getting eaten up. So I hit three wood. But again, it's a shot I have not hit on this hole yet. And I kind of get away with it. I got lucky. Uh, make a par. And then the, then the next two days, the wind's now off the right instead of the left. And it's kind of down. So now 
I, I could have hit driver those days, but since I hadn't had that wind before, I didn't feel comfortable. Um, if it starts going left with the wind, it goes into the junk. I just don't know where it's going to land. So I decide three iron. I think three iron was the right club. So this is kind of my point about having a caddy that you can bounce things off of or, or have some, you know, confidence. in. obviously Joe, I, I have that in, in him and I know he would have done, you know, his research and whatnot. And so I think three irons, right club, but both days I feel very apprehensive over the ball. And I just make these very, like I said, this weekend, I will say that I striped it. Like as far as the, if you want to go by size of like the miss, like the misses were really, really small. And the two biggest misses I had were on 15. And both times I promise you just cause I just wasn't sure it was the club. I didn't know the line. I felt really uneasy the whole time. And so looking back on it, it's so obvious what happened. It's just straight up mental and so in both days I hit in the exact same spot and in this awful spot, I played it three over on the weekend and um, you know, and then five, the whole, we'll talk about where I hit it in the bush, but looking back on it, that was just the wrong club. It, it even if I would have hit drive, if I, if I would have driver and even, even to this point, if Joe would have said it is driver, let's say, and I'm wish, or at least we talked about it. And I feel like I'm sure it's driver. I would have made a better swing than I made. The swing I made was very much like halfway down. Like you could, I could feel myself thinking like, is it driver? Don't whatever. It's like, there's no commitment. I just hit this little pole. Wind takes it cart path in a bush. And then I hit a provisional. I hit a three wood and ends up the three woods. Perfect. Now the point isn't that I should have hit three wood. That is sure. That's part of it. But the point is, is that this golf swing I made with the driver was just literally just from a lack of knowledge and a lack of commitment and a lack of being able to talk something through with Joe. And like, that's the hard part about this week. I seriously do not think I've ever been so mentally fatigued after the Friday round when it blew that hard because it was not the best day I'd hit the ball. It was, it was, you know, like I said, I kind of found it in, in late in Friday, Saturday, Sunday. So I'm still fighting a little bit. I have no idea you know, really how this golf course, what you're really supposed to do. There's certain holes, you know, that are, that are fairly clear, but there's some that you're just playing that are completely different than you were ready for. (laughs) And you literally don't have, like, I don't have anybody to really talk to about it. Malcolm does know how far I hit it. As much as he knows some lines of the tees, some he was off on just because he doesn't know how far I can carry a driver or three wood. So it's just like, you just brain is just melted. I felt like a zombie by Sunday. Just like after I was just like, you're just so tired of having to do all the thinking. Um, you know, and that's where it should, you know, that's why I'm really excited to have Joe. Cause <laughs> it does take just, you know, even sometimes like, like I said, there's some good, the introspective part of it that was good is that it taught me how important committing to golf shots was or is like, you really start to value that. So that's something I'll take forward. Uh, going forward, um, you really start to, I would have these moments of frustration. And then since you had to do all this work, it kind of got you out of it because you had to like get the number. Cause sometimes when I'm pissed off, I'll say, Joe, just get the number. I'm not doing it this time. Gotcha. So you're, you're afraid you're, if you were frustrated, you're like, I'm just, I, I still have to do all this work. I, I can't, yeah, you have, you to get have the time number. to be frustrated. Yeah. So like you would have to snap out of it. Um, and then it almost became like a battle of like, you know, I'm looking at everybody who did have a caddy and I'm just like, I'm going to beat you guys. Cause I'm do- <laughs> literally doing this by myself. So it became like, if I was frustrated, I'd be, I'd be like, it's just me against everybody. Like I'm doing this. So it's just a little stuff like that. I don't think anything that actually helped during this week, but stuff that I think helps going forward that it's like a learning experience. 
But, um, you know, at this same time, it is nice at times, but if I'm tired or if I'm just like doing something else, if I'm eating where I could be like, Joe, can you do that? Like, can you get that number? And then I know wholeheartedly that he knows or literally in the smallest, like most important way, though, but the smallest is just like, hey, Joe, do you like nine iron here? And he'd be like, yeah, like that's sometimes all I need. Because like right. I said, in that par five, I feel like I nearly wasted one and a half shots because that swing I made was right at the pin. Like I said, I thought I had probably inside of 20 feet for Eagle. And I literally had 35 yards from over the green. And I had this conversation in my head. Is it nine or eight? And I'm like, it's not nine. Nine from 195 is there's no way like you're being too uh, conservative. And then when I think back on it, I'm like, yeah, flyer, downwind, blah, 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 like all these things. But like, it's just so hard to commit to all of that without being able to talk to somebody. Like, that's the thing. So it's interesting. I mean, it's it's fun in a way um, because I, I do appreciate the grind. It sucks when you play a lot better than you scored and you feel like that's a big part of it. Right. But I wasn't going to win that golf tournament, um, you know if Joe were there or anything, I wasn't uh, like Wyndham and, and Brian played so well, but it, it would have been obviously just for the points, it would have been good. But like I said, Bermuda did its job. I wasn't, I, I wanted to win. I wanted to play score better, but I, I feel um, good about the golf. It was fun uh, to feel like I had like complete control over a lot of stuff. So that's cool. Yeah, it was an interesting week. We started off by incorrectly telling people that you were going to be on PGA Tour Live, which I said wasn't... Friday afternoon I was going to be on the thing. I didn't. I thought that because that's the email we got. Was... Well, say, say. I mean, I I was under that the was impression weird, though. I didn't yeah, understand. I, well, I I here's here's. <laughs> I think you and I both got tricked by this. I I believe that you were and you were because I watched it. Uh, featured it. group. You were a featured group on the uh, coverage. And of course, we're so used to featured group, meaning yeah. featured group on PJ Tour Live. I got a lot of people and they were like, hey, you know, PJ Tour Live this week, starting about Friday afternoon when they thought you were going to be on <laughs> yeah. there. Uh, something also that was a little uh, amiss, I guess you could say. I posted this on Twitter, but I wanted to ask, did you get anything from the Bev cart while out there on the on? No, on the I course? really, I thought about it <laughs> after... Uh, <laughs> five when i made that double that's where that's where she sat and i'm like you know what a shot of fireball might make me feel a little bit better at the moment i did not though um i didn't uh, I, I died when i saw it. that on the on, that on was the telecast. very you know tropical islandy you know the island tour like that's very fitting and we should have been allowed to stop at least like get something just have somebody out there like with the hot dogs or something. Yeah, I mean, it, you, know. you know, who knows? I mean, it just would have been fun. Maybe long drive on 14. <laughs> yeah. Closest to the pin. Uh, there was a guy buying too. All these people would sit. There was a lot of streets right around uh, the holes on the front nine. And it was really loud. I think uh, a big Island thing I've noticed, not just Bermuda, but pretty much any Island is everybody just honks the horn of their car or their moped, like as often as possible. Like, <laughs> It's just a constant like honk. Like one guy was going around a corner. I guess it was a safety move, but he just honked the horn to make sure nobody was. I, but it's just constant honking. But behind number two, all these people would sit and like watch. You know, a lot of people on their little motorcycle things, their little uh, Vespas going by. And there's one guy who was uh, he had his headphones uh, on, but they were definitely not plugged in because I could hear every word of every of the songs that were coming out of. Whatever. I hope it was good music. 
It was good. Yeah, it was just like normal rap. He was wearing a Kobe Bryant Lakers jersey. Uh, oh, you're 24. So I liked it. He was insanely loud. He's talking to his buddies. I could hear him saying, no, no, I know this game. I know this game. And as he's saying, I'm kind of like, you obviously don't like completely because you're just like absurdly loud. Because you're so loud. But when you get in this little section, you didn't really care because you knew it was going to be loud. But it was kind of funny. Uh, watching that but it was also cool uh, just in general having fans back you know we had a decent yeah. crowd around the that question was i had coming up yeah that was good you know uh brendan todd was in the group in front of us the first two days along with uh duffner and a couple other guys and uh and somebody else who i can't remember who the third was but they um you know they they had a good crowd watching them maybe 25 people it was kind of fun to have that back um so like I said, the Bermuda course is cool. Um, uh, having the, the, there's always like funny stuff when you go to these little small tournaments, you know, like, like off the beaten path, you know, in, in Dominican, like the, Bev, like the, Bev, like the Bermuda. <laughs> yeah. Like just, there's something that you like, yeah. Cause like in Dominican, my rookie year or my, uh, on one of the years on web, like they had a Nathan's hot dog truck. Like, you know, but, and it was just like, and we got it every day, you of know, so just like something different, but, uh, it's, I don't know. This stuff cracks me up. We're going to take a quick break and be right back. I got a few messages about this. Did you go no belt all week? No, I tweeted it. My belt broke on five okay. on Friday. Literally on four, I I got a lot of belt questions. Down. Yeah, my freaking thing had it like exploded, so I had to throw it away. And then I literally the next hole made a double bogey. No, you did not. <laughs> yeah, that's all I hit in the bush. <laughs> that's oh, you know, it, it, well, the good news is at least you didn't go like absolutely atomic and go like eight under with no belt and then you had to start being the no belt guy you know that i feel yeah, like i feel yeah, like going to been a bad thing <laughs> i mean not wearing a belt my dad goes sands a belt and i don't he does it on the golf course as well it's it's just not a look man it's not a look you want to be rocking so i <laughs> i was i had to ask the question again i mean they showed you a lot on friday when the when the belt was gone and then of course uh you know they, they, then pj tour live wasn't a thing so we didn't get to watch much uh, I, I, you brought up the hole, the fifth hole. You know, I know you, I, I don't want to bring up the bad stuff. I'm, I'm focusing on the good stuff. You hit it in a bush. You were on TV. They're showing everything. You got all these clubs. You're walking around. You got them in your hand. You're trying to figure out what to do. You are hitting a shot, Max, from television. Literally looks like, I, what I wrote in my notes is, it looked like you, you'd lost your mind. It looked like your mind had just, that was it. Like, the shot you were hitting looked like you were just hitting a, a wedge into a middle of a bush. Just what it looked like you're trying to do. <laughs> That's kind of what it felt. It was so <laughs> exhausting. Once again, I mean, this happened 10 times, but I'm, I just feel like, again, <laughs> I was on an island. I can't, So I find my ball, and uh, the day prior, uh, Will Zalatoris, who I was joking with Kev Tway about it, is like, you know, and I'm not saying this has never happened to me, so – Please don't. This is not sour grapes. But when you're running good, like Will is, obviously, um, things just seem to work. Or right. at least you notice the ones that work instead of the ones that don't. So the day before, he pull hooks a three wood, and his ball hits that car path, mine hit, and then goes right to the bush. He had like 40 yards in. Uh, <laughs> mine hits a thing and goes straight in the middle of the bush. So uh, obviously, 
again it's not sour grapes which just was funny because i was walking up i was like i literally talked to kevin about this like last night uh so i get out there my balls in the bush i first instinct was you need to take an unplayable however there was the unplayable rule is you get two club lengths from where you are you can go straight back in a straight line between you and the pin dead backwards and where i could go backwards if i went any further back than where i dropped it uh, was another bush. And if I went behind that, it was out of bounds. So I had okay. literally nowhere to drop it. So then I started to figure out, is there any way to hit this ball through this bush? And I mean, <laughs> it just wasn't like, <laughs> I could have done the Kevin Na, like I could have made a 16. Like gotcha. that's one of the first San Antonio like, situation. Yeah. So now I'm like, all right, well, where do you drop this damn thing? So Getting the line where the pin and and the ball was and going back was impossible. I couldn't see the pin. So I'm running around the bush like Sonic the Hedgehog. It looked like you couldn't see anything on Earth from where you were. Nothing. So I asked Kevin, Tway, my playing partner, not not my caddy. Let's just (laughs) let that sink in for half half a second. (laughs) If he could try to stand, because he could see me a little bit, when I stood by the, my ball, if he could tell me, if he could stop where he thought like the line was, and then I was going to kind of walk through the bush a little bit and see. So I finally get a line and where I drop is I'm standing on the path, which is okay. Cause I'm dropping an unplayable, but my ball is in the rough and I'm really close to these bushes. So end up hitting the shot. I hit an awesome shot. I made the worst double ever. Cause the shot I hit was amazing. And, and I should have either chipped it in or made bogey whatever well i walked up the golf course this is the part i actually wanted to bring up walked up the golf course i go on my phone on the way home obviously it's on pj tour live so my no, phone no, had kind a, of it's just on it was or, just sorry feature groups so i was on tv <laughs> no belt so I, I was wearing white pants looked like a lame back a backstreet like the sixth backstreet boy that was not provided all of the equipment or all of the full outfit that's what i look like so um i'm on the ferry back and i'm on my phone and i look at my twitter and uh, I had a, you know, a bunch of the video. They're like, oh, what a sweet shot, whatever. And, you know, I got the classic other people saying like, well, he still sucks to make double. One guy said, I bet he still missed the cut. I wanted to respond to that guy. I'm trying to do a better job not responding to complete and utter idiots uh, as I have a tea time the next day. Whatever. Doesn't matter. Um, but I see a guy say, uh, is this, uh, I think Max Homa like got a penalty. He hit the bush on right. his practice swing. And I'm like, yeah, and I remembered hitting the bush, but I also remembered like knowing that it wasn't in my way because I moved too like I moved far from my ball when I dropped it right. so that when I took a practice swing I didn't move the ball. So then I was like, "Oh shoot." Um I was like, "Don't even mention it to me." I I even when it happened like it, it crossed my mind like, "Oh shit, like I hit the thing." But then I was like, "Oh, well, it's that, you know, the reason you hit it is cuz you moved Cause when I was standing over the actual ball, that bush was not even in my line of sight. When I moved like a foot or two left, I obviously must've been cause I clipped it. And real quick, Max, just, just so people that didn't see it know. So you were taking a practice swing well away from your ball and there was some like leaves and stuff from a bush yeah, behind sorry, you. Yeah. So you can't like improve your like lie right. or whatever. So if, you, if that was in your way on your actual swing and you hit a leaf and it knocked out or hit a tree yeah. or whatever, that would be a penalty, but you were well yeah, off. Yeah, but, yeah. I, but I just wanted people to know what you were, no, what you were kind of sure, talking yeah, about. Yeah, sorry. Bad explanation. Yeah, so like I'm basically in a grove of bushes. <laughs> and uh, It looks like I'm Max is trying to get engulfed by every bush yeah, you've ever sort of seen. It, it's like the scene in Harry Potter where he's in the fourth <laughs> one where he's running and like the like the hedges start to like close in on him. Um, I like how you know it's the fourth one, by the way. It's great. Hell yeah, I know. I love Harry Potter. Um, so... Uh, 
Yes. Yeah, so, so basically, so basically, like <laughs> th- this is when it's most common. If you're in the trees or if or whatever, you're, and you take a back your 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 backswing, and you're just doing a little placement swing. If you hit something that w- would be in your normal swing, and you knock it down, if it's a leaf, if it's a branch, if it's whatever, and you don't continue your golf swing, it's a penalty because you've just improved your swing in the desert. It's quite common. You take a little half backswing and you break some twigs going back in, in the, in the desert. That's a penalty if you don't continue going. So I understood why there were a few people on there saying now, see what's frustrating is, is that the way they say it is very like incriminating. Right. Uh, I muted some guy who, who, uh, you know, I, I asked him or I said something about what I was going to go for Halloween. And I think he responded, I'm going to go as a saw because I'm going to chop down a bunch of leaves. And like, I, I, understand where he's coming from and i get the what it looked like um i think the point that a rules official never even came up to me because they had already cleared with the video coverage that it wasn't a penalty or wasn't in my way is the most telling so it like i said a couple of the people were just like is this a penalty and someone said yes and no i can't believe it wasn't that's okay like that 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 you're you obviously can say that when you like start to make it sound like i did it on purpose like and, and, and like actively tried to get away with it. It kind of bothered me because I am not like that. The, the point is the reason I want to bring it up though, is if you did see it or whatever, uh, when I, when I took that practice swing, I stepped a, a good foot from my golf ball, uh, which I think you could see on TV. Even if you could, I stepped about a foot from my golf ball and I only hit about two leaves off that bush. Um, and which was obviously at the very end of a thick bush. So, I mean, you got to think if you move another foot, I didn't even sniff it in my real swing, I guess is the point. And that's the whole point of the rule. So the fact that I didn't have a single rules official even talk to me about it, I think said a lot, but it did kind of get me alarmed because I didn't want to be breaking a rule, but uh, I didn't love the one, the one dude telling me that I was basically like hacking down a bush. <laughs> I hit two leaves off of this bush. That was again, first off, not, not even not in my ball flights way, but even if it were in my swings way, which again, it wasn't because I hit two little leaves off of a bush and from you know a foot inside my golf ball it didn't have any i think what like i heard someone say later because i asked one of the guys about it the rules officials or my agent about sorry what they said on tv was that the rules officials deemed that it was not in my way which makes a lot of sense because technically speaking something on your way in your backswing i guess would be a lot more in your way than your follow-through unless the ball had to go there which it obviously didn't but then again i missed that bush again again by a foot uh with my club so um i don't know if anybody saw it but i want to clear it up because i didn't like the, you know i didn't like that sat weird with me especially because when i came off the course i hadn't even really i hadn't even thought about it so um but that was a weird one but then again it was a cool shot it was a cool picture i wish i would have chipped it in for par um and not made double uh but that was oh, uh, you know that was way, a really yeah i was just gonna tell you a huge uh that was my my one malcolm take was that moment they had malcolm just in frame and the only time i ever got yelled at caddying professionally was the i was caddying for erica blasberg and she was just short of the green and had a pitch shot and i had the putter out before she hit the chip shot and she hits the chip shot and she kind of slammed the wedge in the bag and i mean i'd never seen her get frustrated about anything i mean we were just out there kind of enjoying the walk and we walked off she made par walked off and she goes don't take the putter out before i chip that means you don't think I'm going to make it. And Malcolm had the putter out before you hit that <laughs> chip shot. I went, Malcolm, come on, man. So I saw your tweet about it or you texted me about it. And I, he did, he does it on every, he did it from what, you know, wedges, you know, down to chipping. 
And then I started to laugh about it because it was like, yeah, like this is just not the way to do it. Especially when it's so obvious, you know, sometimes right. like Joe Lacava, I'll see like sneak out a putter and it's kind of swaggy because Tiger have like a seven iron in his hand. Um, but uh, I have one funny story. Porter Cup uh, is a big amateur golf tournament. I got very close with this family, I'd say, with the Woodses, not Tiger. Um, but not Ashton. Woodses. Uh, also not Ashton. Closer. Um, less, you know, he, less they're right famous. in the middle of golf <laughs> talent. You know, Bob, Robert, he has a little bit of talent. Ashton's got a lot more talent than Tiger has, like 50,000 times more talent. Yeah. So, um, so yeah, so uh, uh, he caddied for me one of the days, my host, host uh, family. Uh, he caddied for me one of the days, or maybe all the days, but definitely one of them. And it was fun. He's great. Like, he's a member of the course. He's, we, we were very close. And um, I, I one hole, I, I had heard him take the putter out of the bag, and I had this pretty hard chip and earmuffs, kids. But I have to say it how it actually happened because I need to be authentic. Uh, I hit this chip, spinner, and I made it. And I looked at him and I said, I said, put that putter away, fucker. <laughs> I was so mad. I'm like, you don't think I'm going to make this? And he's laughing. And I told him later, I was like, I didn't think I was going to make it either. I said, I was more worried that you took the putter out and I was going to miss the green. But uh, that's the thing. It's like, yeah, it's just a little early to like, it's a little early to be whipping the putter out, whether for good or for bad. That's right. Uh, but yeah, you're spot on. You're just not supposed to do that. I mean, don't assume anything. Just like, you know, just... Wait, <laughs> you know, you know what? I mean, I, I, I'm, a, I'm, a, I'm a recreational golfer. <laughs> I get frustrated when I have a caddy, you know, like, I mean, I've been to Bannon dunes before and it's this resort in Oregon. Beautiful. But, uh, I I've had caddies that pull the putter. I'm like, dude, just wait two seconds there. I have two real big caddy things. Do you want me to tell you my caddy things? Yeah. But first, can you tell me your seven favorite holes at Bannon? <laughs> <laughs> so go ahead do your you know what thing. let me go through i'll go through every hole on property <laughs> i know you will i that was a risky that was a risky move by one me. through yeah. one whatever 40 or whatever the number is so um jelly do you think anybody would stay around when i got to 140 maybe yes. maybe sadly yes <laughs> it's only mike kaiser's the only person listening <laughs> at the end of this or david mcclay kids like god i hope bannon two makes it um so the one is the putter thing. Just if you're a caddy out there, you're caddying, whatever, just don't take the putter out till after the chip happens. Even if it's the worst chipper you've ever had, uh, you've ever seen in your life. <laughs> the other thing that drives me crazy is the caddies that sniff out where to put the bag over if it's your shot. So, sure. I mean, I like I've looped. I know that if you're caddying, it's your second 18 or your double bagging. I know it sucks. And you're ready to drop off the bag on every green. Trust me, I am Mister Cut the Corner if possible. Yeah, guy. You I got will it. cut a corner. Hey, you were a senior level caddy. Yeah, well, yeah, it's the loosest <laughs> term ever. But I, you know, just if it's your player's turn, you need to go to them before you go to you know exit yeah. strategy. Drop the bag off. Those are my <laughs> two things. Um, so speaking of exit strategy, uh, Malcolm, uh, was a bit, he's a bit older. He's, he's, a, you know, not exactly, uh, in peak physical fitness at this point. Um, <laughs> you know, I mean, shoot, like he's got a grandkid that's 13 years old. You know, he's like, I was impressed. He could carry the background is I'm, I'm not, I'm not joking around. Like it's a very hilly golf course. He has a grandchild. That's 13. Grandkid that's 13. Wow. Yeah. He's an older guy. Yeah. So I'm not, I was impressed. He could make it around, but like he was huffing and puffing and I understand I'm not blaming him, 
um, at all, but he was just slow. You know, he's behind. It was a and you're fast. You're pretty fast, right? Fast, but I mean, dude, he's like 50 behind the guy behind me. So (laughs) it was tough. But like I said, super hilly on on 11, and I got the drift early in the week that that was going to be my biggest worry was him. Like, I mean, it just like I said, it's a hard walk. So. Uh, on 11, you go down this hill, and uh, he asked me on Thursday if, if I minded if he left the bag at the top of the hill because we had to walk back up to okay. 12. 12. Walking up 12 was the hardest walk I thought of the week for the most part. And I was like, yeah, sure, no worries. But I said, just bring my driver, my putter, and my 60. <laughs> he brings my driver, my putter, and all three wedges other than my 60. <laughs> <laughs> what round? What round is this? And this is round one, hole two. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm like, all right. And, uh, you know, like I, I would typically run back up there myself, uh, but I wasn't going to run up a hill and run down Don't have a hill a bell. and hit the know, golf your shot. Your pants fall no, off. No, that was were... day two. That was day two. Day one, I was still, the belt was hanging on. Um, although had I run up that hill, maybe it would have busted off early. Who knows? Uh, so this is know, I, was like, I was like, Malcolm, I was like, Malcolm, like, I didn't feel bad because I, I told him what club I wanted. So. Right, right. And I just don't know why he brought three of the wedges, whatever. So he, so he, so, brought, so he brought your, he brought he three brought your wedges. He brought pitching your pitching wedge, wedge. gap wedge, sand wedge. I had 94 yards straight down wind, straight down hill. So <laughs> it was lob wedge. Uh, so he, I was like, I'm sorry, buddy, but like you just got to go get that lob wedge. And like, <laughs> and he went and got it, which is cool. Um, and you know, I hit it like close too. So I was like validated because I almost hit the sand wedge. And I was like, if you hit this over the green, it's your second hole. You came all the way here just to like find some semblance of confidence. If you Don't hit it over the green and you make bogey, I'm, I'm like, might, you know, I might quit like golf at this exact <laughs> moment. So we got it. So, um, so we had that. And then, uh, and then the benefit was, is I, I could carry those clubs up the hill on 12 to help him. But on seven from the walk from six green to seven T is short, but it's, super inclined like really steep and the first day in the practice round he got a ride up in a cart uh you know by kind of luck i guess and i knew it was going to be the hardest walk for him just with the matter of how steep it was so every day i took out all four of my wedges and my putter and i carried them up (laughs) to the top of the hill for him (laughs) and by the you know he always said thank you he's a really nice guy right but the fourth day he gave it a little extra oomph because we were almost done I could tell he like he needed, <laughs> and uh, it felt good to do that. Um, would have been would have been amazing after Thursday. Would have been great after Thursday if you'd have taken all your wedges and your putter and your driver out, but left the sixty in there. I should yeah. for the walk. He's been like, sorry, man. We this is what we've established. I should. He did have he did have the funniest line of the week. Um, we didn't talk a whole lot because there wasn't a lot to talk about. Like I said, it was a mega grind. Um, he did, however, on uh, oh zero bag drops first and foremost. Nice, Malcolm. Yeah. That a baby. Um, he did, however, lose my putter cover on Sunday. Uh, oh, the wait a minute, the Laker one? one. Yeah, which was not cool. If people don't know, I have a Laker head cover that is basically a Kobe Bryant head cover. I got it the week after he passed away, so I really like it. And I knew I'd get another one, but I was kind of on full tilt because I don't know. It's a long, long week, guys. <laughs> And uh, so he says, I lost the putter cupboards probably up by one. I'm like, uh, you yeah, know, roll my eyes. Um, whatever. I, I called somebody over and said, can you just like look for this, please? I'd really like this back. Not only for, I know I can get another head cover, guys. It's also because I don't want to travel without it because I don't want my putter getting all, you know, 
chipped up or whatever. I mean, you gotta walk, you gotta walk 18 holes. I mean, yeah. if you walk 18 holes with a putter banger yeah, so we your saw, wedges, we saw nine holes of, yeah. So, yeah. um, so, uh, they of course say they couldn't find it. And I'm like, I'm just annoyed in general, whatever. Well, uh, we got to, I'm walking down 8T, so it's our 17th hole, and uh, Duffner's caddy, Sag, comes over, and he's got my putter cover, and I'm laughing. I'm like, oh, thank you. He's like, yeah. He said, no worries. Like, I saw it. I knew it must have been a Lakers thing. You're playing for us. I'm like, awesome. I, like, really appreciate it. So I, I get it. I'm carrying it to the green. Um, Malcolm catches up to me at the green, uh, and I hand it to him to, like, put on the putter, and, and he said, I know he didn't mean it like this, but this is this is what he said. This came off. He said, "Why don't you just put it in the bag so you don't drop it again?" <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, "How'd you handle that statement, <laughs> dude?" I was literally four shots away from being done the tournament. I was the happiest person <laughs> in Bermuda at the moment. Uh, so I was like, oh, "Yeah, man, I said, sure, I'll throw it in the bag." So I threw it in the bag. Um, if I was a shitty head cover, I really wish because at that moment we were on the just ocean. Throw it. I would just winged it into the <laughs> ocean. Um, but that was funny. That was Lacey's favorite story of the week. Oh, um, that is amazing. Other than that, we were good. We, you know, we made it. He, um, like I said, I wish, I wish uh, I had more time to plan for the tournament so I could have, you know, like actually been able to use Malcolm's like course knowledge for the benefit. But with all the wind, it just at some point it's a moot point, you know, it's just, you could tell me where the line is, but if the wind's blowing 50 and I don't know what to hit, like the line doesn't matter because it could be three different lines depending on what club I hit. Um, so it was a, it was an interesting week. Uh, I had, I had fun. I, you get a lot of stories from these things, I guess. Um, but yeah, uh, I will, uh, I will. Uh, I already appreciate Joe a lot. I think I'm going to appreciate him even more this week. If, whatever he wants for dinner, it's on me. Well, I mean, even that, even that fairly expensive Fiji-like pad thai you got that you posted on Instagram, dude. Like, how is that? I had a couple of people say, "Oh, wait, is that too much or not enough?" And I'm like, "It's like, I guess I didn't do it to scale. I needed to put it next to like, like you know." Um, I don't know, a like a ball. phone, so you could see like how small that meal was. Um, <laughs> by the way, for, before I forget, so um, D, you know DJ Cat, DJ Pie caddied in uh, in uh, the Symmetra Tour event for Lauren Coughlin this right. week. Did you see that? Yeah, they yeah. got third. They, they did get great. third. Okay, yeah, they got third. Yeah. So I asked him after the round. I said, "How do you guys do?" He's like, "Oh, we got third. I said, "Oh, that's sweet. Whatever." I said, "I now the tournament's over. I would be remiss to say." If I didn't tell you that, like multiple times during this week, like I mother effed Lauren in my head, who I don't know, she's probably the sweetest person ever, for having this tournament the same week that I wanted DJ to come caddy for me, as I'm like running up and around this bush like 17 times trying to figure out where the hell the pin is, and I'm just like, you know what? And then of course Lauren, being a good sport, uh, posted on Twitter because DJ showed her, hey, sorry about your week. We had a really good week, though. <laughs> They're like having beers. <laughs> I saw beers. that. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, you know, that's really well played. I mean, they also got third, so that's a good. Yeah, I mean, that's that's awesome. Good for her and good for DJ. No, <laughs> still, everybody chasing uh, hashtag Chad's caddy uh, record that I don't think will ever be touched. One, Wait, what is it? One time, and he won with Wesley Bryan on the Oh, for yeah, Wesley so, Bryan. Yeah, I mean, one really for cool. one. Go try right. to find somebody better than that's that. That's tough to do. I mean, I, I'm saying, <laughs> I'm saying, golf hall of fame. I've been pushing for this for a long time for hashtag Chad, but 
we'll see if they make uh, if they, if he gets in because again we're a big records we live in a records world now you know we love talking about records did you see the the thing i know you didn't watch football goat. on sunday but <laughs> drew Brees, you know he's throwing touchdown passes they got these breaking news graphics about Breeze breaking Tom Brady's record. Brady plays Monday. It's like he's going to get back yeah, the number. Really so we, we love that stuff. So let's see if we can get him in the Hall of Fame. We're going to take a quick break and be right back. A couple more things. One I wanted to touch on was you played with Will. Have you played with him before? No, so he's really good, man, uh, obviously. I yeah, I just wanted to ask you your thoughts he, uh, on his game because, I mean, obviously, you know, we, we've talked and seen how well he's played, not just, you know, on Corn Ferry, but played so well on the PJ Tour and even at the U.S. Open over the last three, four months. I went through his OWGR. I was going through his results to somebody because they didn't know who he was, not a big golfer friend of mine. His last three months, Max, are just wild. He has 15 top 25s and 16 events or something. I think, I don't know. He, so he's, he's really good. Obviously um, he didn't play like lights out by any means the two days I played with him. Um, he played well, uh, obviously played better on the weekend, um, but you could just tell there, there's like a, there's kind of like an air to people who are good, you know, good or, or playing good. Like you could feel the vibe a little bit. Um, you get it with most, PJ tour guys, you don't get it with a lot of like young guys like him, obviously, like it's not as common, you know, when you play with someone like Kevin Toy, you kind of know Kevin's game, you know, what he's going to be good at, um, you know what to expect with someone like, Will, you don't really know, but you can just tell the way he walks around that like, you're, you know, he's going to be some good golf. Um, it's just very polished, I guess, is the way to say it. Uh, like I said, he didn't play great. He hit some pretty squirrely shots. Everyone was kind of has been telling me how amazing of a ball striker is, and I'm not doubting that at all. He hits it a lot further than I thought he would. He he smashes it. Um, but of course, you know, like I said, he didn't play perfect, so he hit some squirrely ones. But he hits it really solid. Um, he had a really good short game. Uh, I thought he putted nicely. He missed some putts, but I didn't think it was because he wasn't rolling it awesome. But just mostly, like, it's just the way he walked around. He took it very serious. You could tell this is a job. This isn't just, like, um, I'm not just on a heater. Like, he's like, I got, you know, business to do. I felt like he's very mature. Nice. Um, you know, there's a lot of kids, a lot of young guys out there, even older guys, I guess, that have a lot of game that, in my opinion, don't take it seriously enough at times or or they don't take enough accountability and things. You could tell that they don't have the mindset that Will seemed to have. Where this was like, you know, I think he got the process. Uh, I'm not saying that I do all the time, so I'm not like poking fun. I'm just saying you don't see that with a lot of people all the time, but you see it with the big time guys all the time. So I thought that was the most glaring thing. Like I said, it's very hard to judge someone's golf game the first time you play with them. Right. If they don't, I mean, if if he would have shot 10 under, I'd say he's the best golfer ever. If he would have shot like he did, whatever he shot one or something under with me, I'd be like, yeah, you know, it's all right but you try to see the intangible things and that's what I saw. So like, I can tell you, I mean, it's not the best golf I've ever seen in my life, but of course not. I'm sure Brian Gay looked like the best golfer in the world. this Right. Week. So like, that's just how it works. So I tried to see the other stuff and I was impressed. I was impressed with this, how far he hit it, but I was impressed with just the way he carries himself. I think he's, he's um, this isn't a flash in the pan type thing. The kids seem to really have whatever that it factor thing is. Yeah, and then last thing I want to touch on from the week, you uh, you mentioned to me before we got going that 
the the, the super season, I guess is what we're calling it. Oh, you know, yeah. Just kind of this jam-packed 2020, 2021 season. And you, you were saying that not great for the kind of middling tour pro, right? Yeah. So I get, you know, the, the Bermuda tournament has a lot of people who are like fringe PJ tour members. So what I mean by that is that they have status, but it's not like there's a lot of people who are in the 126 and beyond category, which means they did not make the playoffs last year, which means they have a tour card this year because of the COVID stuff, but they don't really, they don't have a full tour card. Um, it looks like they do, but they don't as far as how many tournaments they'll get into. So being in this tournament, I got to talk to a lot of these guys who it's hard to keep up with everybody. You know, I've got a lot of like, I've got some friends, like I said, some real friends that like I, 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 like I said, I'd be friends with off of the golf course, people who, you know, you seek out to hang out with. And I could tell you where they finished last year, but a lot of my buddies, I don't know where they're at. They're, you know, they're, they're my golf buddies and I, I hope the best for them, but it's hard to keep up. So I have these conversations this week where I'm like, oh, you know, you go to Houston no, I'm not in Houston. I'm like, really? Like, that's weird. And I found out that Houston's a small field this year, which is odd. So I'm like, oh, okay, but you know, you'll be in Sea Island. It's like, actually, no. And I'm like, but Sea Island's two courses. It's a max field. It's like, yeah, but like, I'm out. I'm not in. And it's just, it's a weird year. You know, there's a lot of benefits to having your card, even if it's not full. I mean, your sponsors pay you more, I'm sure. Um, you still have the opportunities to get in some, but uh, at the same time, you're supposed to get into these certain events you have in your head that you'll get to play. And this year is um, because of this, the way the majors must be lay, uh, falling, the, obviously the masters being when it is um, the way that um, there's no race to Dubai. So I think a lot of European players are over here. European tour players are over here. Uh, and just, it just seems busy, right? Play, it's just busy, man. And I feel, I don't feel, I guess, necessarily bad for the people not playing. I don't think they would want anyone to feel bad for them, but it is just odd because it's got this weird, <laughs> we were just in a weird year again, man, where it's just like all these things that like the tour did to make sure that no one got like, you know, no one got a bad end of, uh, the draw, I guess it was right and they did a good job but now you're in this season where like some of those things have now like trickled down right we're like yeah like some of this stuff is gonna suck right um you're gonna have people who like the fall didn't get a brutal. Full, yeah just a little and it, there's nothing you could have done about it i think i truly think they did the best they made the best decisions they could make uh but now we're starting i i actually got got to see like hey yeah like 50 tournaments sounds like a lot of opportunity but maybe it's actually more people are going to want to play um because you have to and it's like going to limit some of these events that you typically would get into so yeah, it's an interesting thing it's just something to keep an eye on this year i mean someone like Brian Gay wasn't going to be in a lot about a lot of the stuff i don't think um and now he wins you know so this is a a big moment i know i know we <laughs> some of the uh some of the other podcasts uh, like to see the life-changing things happen. And this one didn't feel like one, but it kind of was in a way because I, this was going to kind of be his, he wasn't going to get in a lot this year. Now he does. So, I mean, you could look at it two ways. You could look at it as a guy who's been out here forever and doesn't need it. But I mean, he felt like, he, you know, obviously he wanted to keep playing. This kind of gets him, obviously gets him two more years. That's awesome. So it, it yeah. is kind of a, it's something to keep your eye on, even for players that you might think, um are all set and good and whatever so i want to get to some flights i'm going to let you take the reins on this and i'm excited for your last segment i'm just yeah we got a fun we got a fun last segment so stick around to the end if you don't mind but 
I, I figure we could bust through some of the flights and see what you have. Because, again, I mean, we hadn't had a chance to do a flight where some of these are tournament-based ideas in uh, quite some time. So I'm excited to hear what you wrote down. <laughs> well, um, there were kind of a lot. <laughs> Uh, I would, I guess I already kind of tipped my hand. The worst thing I heard this week, it was a tie between I lost your putter cover and I don't have the 60 degree wedge. Um, those were two not so good ones. This, this three wedges and not the 60 is going to go down. Yeah, in, not in like the best. Caddy infamy. I mean, Especially because you got to think if I miss the green, like I want to chip with the 60, like most likely, <laughs> whatever. Um, the best thing I heard this week, though, was uh, I thought it was going to rain like all weekend. So I guess heard is not the right one, but it's seen. And I, I just it's hard enough. I didn't need rain. I really didn't need rain. And, and every <laughs> Saturday, Sunday was supposed to. And every morning when I saw not going to rain today because it was supposed to, it just kept pushing a little further back. That that meant a lot to me. <laughs> It really meant a lot to me. I need to find exactly what your text was, but it was something of the, if it rains tomorrow, I'm really nervous for myself. Yeah, basically I just didn't think the, I could get through it. The gist of what you'd said to me. Guys, like, I can't, I can't, I can't explain enough how fried my brain was after every round. Thursday, not so much because it was really easy, like weather-wise. It was the course I had played in the practice round. So like, it felt like minus a couple of holes, like I knew exactly what was going on. And the only reason I was tired after Thursday was because I hit balls for a really long time after, but Friday, Saturday, Sunday, especially Friday, Saturday, I was just like, I got off the golf course. And I, I was just like, I would eat lunch. I'm, I just like could feel myself just like spacing out. And like, it's like, it's sometimes like when I play blackjack for too long and when I'm done, I could all, just see so many numbers like in like cards. Right. That's what I saw. I saw 192 downwind off the left, north wind, this wind, this wind. And I'm, I felt like Alan in the hangover. just like, yeah, numbers the Zach flying Alphanakis but like That's mine right. weren't connecting. It was just like a lot of numbers. Um, I don't know. Do you have any, do you have any, uh, best thing, worst thing? Do you have any? I know. I, I mean, I mean, I, 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 when they, when you hit that flop shot, I rewound it a couple times. I, the, the, the video of it was just outstanding. There is a, I have a picture of Kepka from years ago that he's hitting this shot. And it, I mean, it, it, <laughs> it the shot, like the shot of video, you know, I mean, it, it looks like he's at Walden pond. Like it's unreal what you're staring at. It doesn't look like a golf course. And I felt the same way with you. And you take this full swing and I'm like, you know, I mean, I'm a guy that lives and dies on max golf shot, you know, <laughs> part, part of our business. I, I like when you play well, I like when you're having fun. We at least like, like when I play four days, four days. Yes, is content. Yeah. yeah. And I was like, Holy shit, where did this go? And then it lands by the green and those comments, you know, we didn't understand how good of a shot it was at home. Cause we didn't really know where you were. You know, again, you, Look like you were in a, I don't in think a, anyone could look like you were in a party with just a whole bunch of bushes or like at a mascot tryout for Stanford. But you you hit it and the announcers giving it so much uh praise, I think helped understand how tough a golf shot it was. But that was that was one of my favorites. Somebody said it looked like I uh it looked like I'd be good at the big break uh the wall <laughs> flush challenge. <laughs> RIP, man. I thought, yeah, RIP. We're gonna take a quick break and be right back. So uh to end the show, uh I love this, it, by the way. Yeah. This is so, this is my feel good Friday. Is people okay, coming up with I ideas like this. Like this. 
So, you know, if you're listening to this on Tuesday, it's election day. Uh, it's going to be a stressful day for most people, I'd say. No matter where you sit or where you stand, we're not a podcast that's going to tell you either way or what we think. I'd say we both probably are going to say vote. If you aren't going to vote, please do. I mean, it's a big part of being an American, but that's about as far as we'll go in terms of telling you what to do. But with it being a fairly stressful day that will end either you know Tuesday night or Wednesday afternoon or who the hell knows when it's going to end with people being upset of the result, I thought it'd be a good idea for you and I just to go back and forth kind of rapid fire style of just things that are universally liked, Max. What do you think about that? A universally liked conversation to help get people through what's going to be a stressful couple of days, no matter who you like or where you sit. Are you in on it? I love this because I hate, I will never talk about politics. I don't like people talking about it in general. This is my, this is a good way to bridge the gap. So I'm going to start, I'm going to start with this. These are, these again, this is, these are just universal two thumbs up 99.9% approval rating on Yelp. And then, you know, because there's always the point. This is how, this is how we're going to come together and realize we aren't all that different after all. Yep, exactly. So uh, my number one undefeated thing naps are you doing it in, are you ranking it no no no, no, no. Just i'm just throwing them i'm throwing them at you and then you can throw one back at me naps. number one naps undefeated universally liked and now everybody like, likes even them. when your kid naps that's great for you even when henry naps like that's everything good about a nap i'm i'm all in on every type of nap when cindy naps i like it when the dog naps i'm in on it i like napping <laughs> i never mad when i wake up from one naps undefeated go ahead Sometimes confused, never mad. Um, I'm going to do my most simple one, birdies. Everyone loves birdies. That's a great one. That's a great one. They like eagles even more. I threw this at you kind of last minute, already off to a hot start. Uh, I will will also go with something simple before I get into some of my my lengthier ones. Uh, Showers. Nobody's (laughs) ever left the shower pissed off. They're not like, I wish I wouldn't have showered. Yeah, I hear that. I mean, sometimes you could get the bad water pressure where the shower sucked. Yeah, I mean, listen, they're variables that suck, <laughs> but the idea, let's just, a, a five out of yeah, 10 shower idea, is going to yeah. be great. Sure. Uh, my, uh, I got one. Uh, when the marshal at the golf course set, golf course says that it's not cart path only. You can drive wherever. Oh. I think that is universally appreciated and enjoyed. So my uncle Dougie has a phrase when it's 90 degrees, he says, you're always 90 degrees from something. So you can drive wherever you want. That's <laughs> his just, rule. And so uh, we played, I played golf. <laughs> I played golf on Friday and the, in Arizona overseed, you know, everything's closed down for a month and a half. So the front nine was car path only, and it was brutally slow. We were behind a bachelor party. They were playing two man scramble against each other. It was awful. And the back nine was 90 degrees. Now, let me just say our 90 degree process in my cart <laughs> was Doug Bacon approved because we were everywhere on that golf course. We were so excited to drive on grass. I, I'm with you. That is a great one. I'll, I'll go with the golf one as well, since you went with a couple golf ones. When this is everybody agrees with this. When you think you hit a ball out of bounds or in the water and you get up there and find the ball in play, yeah. that that is That's the best. It is such a feeling. You know, it's only a feeling golfers can understand, but it is such a if you're in pro happens. golf and you see a marshal give the safe sign, there's legitimately <laughs> nothing better. Because you're I, there. There was a tweet going around that said, "Say, tell a scary story in six words." Yes. And I was trying to think of some, and I I, I had a really good one, but I didn't want to tweet it because I it had been too late. I had seen that this was already over overdone. 
but I was just going to say, um, my six words scary story would be, I think I saw it splash. <laughs> Cause that's, you know, that's the other thing. It's like, you're staring. I have terrible eyes and distance and you just watch it. You're just like waiting for someone to like give you the waving it in or waving it out move. Um, so yeah, when you get up there and your balls inbounds, when you thought it was out, Seamus power this week did that he, uh, he literally hit three balls off the tee on five. Uh, the second one was further left than the first one. And we get up there and there's a ball that is resting against the out of bounds fence. We, I was trying to figure out if it was in or out of bounds. And then there's another one up that was in play. And uh, the, the, it was the first ball that was in play. So it was legitimately like six. It shots was like swing. a, it felt like a four shot swing when he walked <laughs> off that box to where he actually made par. So like, those are the fun ones where you're like, Oh, Okay, <laughs> I can breathe now. I did a pre-qualifier for the Waste Management. They do it at McCormick Ranch in Scottsdale. You play there, right? Have you ever played McCormick yeah. Ranch? So, you know, there's the, the 80% one... goosebumps. <laughs> Don't take a push cart. Do no. not take a push cart. You'll be, you'll be washing those tires off for days. Yeah. The first hole, so there's two courses there. The first hole where the range is left of you. It's a really yeah. kind of forgettable par four, short, whatever. I played a guy I played with hit three in the range one we thought might be left of the range and oh, play that would have been the ninth hole on the other one he hits three in the range fourth ball so i mean to your point i mean this is a qualifier he's done it's over <laughs> finds the first one yeah finds See, the first huge. one makes par and ends up ends up shooting like a not a bad number you could just tell he yeah. was at first t jitter so uh that's that i th- is it your turn yeah it's, yeah, it's turn. my turn uh i like this one Shout out to Stuart Scott flipping a pillow to the cool side. I feel like everybody loves that. When you wake up in the middle of the night and you just flip it and you're just like, oh, I'm just back to even more comfortable than I was when I was asleep. How is it 30 degrees cooler than the other side of the pillow? How hot are our heads? It's unreal. Uh, You travel a decent amount. I mean, mostly because of the pro golf thing. But I mean, you you know, you'll you'll travel recreationally as well. I think this is a universal like. I think this is something we all no matter the party or who you like in this world, we can agree on when the wheels of a plane hit the pavement landing. I'd yeah. say that's a universal. Everybody's happy with that moment. Even if you, if you are the most scared flyer, or if you are somebody that wants to be upside down in an F 16, when the yeah. wheels hit, there's just a sense of, okay, good. We, we made another one. Check another one off the list. We had some gnarly turbulence leaving Bermuda today. <laughs> and, I am I am closer to the rather be upside down than being scared of flying, and it was it was a a mental exercise in like confidence in in my process of flying. I was really scary for a second. Um, it's more so you know when you're going up and the plane's tilting, it like feels very much more. You feel oh. a little bit more um, uneasy about it. Uh, so I like that when you touch down, everybody's happy. I mean, you literally are defying all things that we consider to be. Uh, possible by flying in a in a plane it makes no sense so when we live it is it is a success um i have a travel one uh you know as you did too seeing your luggage come out of the baggage claim carousel oh wow i lost my clothes bag didn't come this week as we mentioned um last one so it just it really hit hit hard every time you travel and you see that all of your luggage made it, it is I don't, it's just like an exhilarating feeling. You just feel like your week's at least off to like a decent start. Yeah, definitely. But, you know, and I was really hoping earlier when we asked you the belt story, I was really hoping for some, 
elongated story about how your bag finally showed up, but somehow your belts weren't in there. <laughs> I was kind of hoping that maybe belts weren't allowed in Bermuda, you know, through like, through customs, whatever. But you know, it was just a broken belt. It I was really hoping that it came society. out. Of the, yeah, yeah a I got I got to travel one too. I got to travel one too. Um, if and when you get upgraded, any travel, anything, flight, yeah. rail car, anything, an upgrade, welcome to everyone. Nobody, nobody. I would like to know. If you're a, a flight attendant or a pilot or somebody that works in the airline industry, have you ever heard of someone saying no to an upgrade is my question. Yeah. If that's ever happened, I'm going to guess no, but I, you know, everything's possible. So we'll see. Along with yours, just, uh, this isn't mine now, but anything free, like literally anything free. I had that written down. Oh, I had sorry. That written down. Free, no, no, no. Like the upgrade. You get a, yeah, a I just wrote thing. free stuff. Everybody says there's nothing free. There's definitely free stuff occasionally. And yeah. when you get it, it's awesome. This is like, remember that we talked Always. about the tournament stuff, the tournament gifts yeah. you get. I mean, Why, they give you a trigger. You're like, it's free? Yeah. You take it home. But they could give me, like, literally a Fiji anything. water. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, wow. Well, <laughs> now we're balling, balling. Um, my, uh, this is the last one I've got. High, a high speed Wi Fi connection. Just something that's just like, it's just nice. Everything's nice clicking, one. you know. You go page to page, you're texting, your gifs are rolling through, you don't have to see that little blue bar run across and stop. <laughs> it just everything's flying. I like good that. Good one. Your good podcast one. doesn't sound like crap. <laughs> also, when there's good Wi-Fi and no password is also great. Oh, uh, free. Yeah. No password Wi-Fi. <laughs> Give it to me all day. All day. You don't have to you don't have to be that awkward guy that goes over to somebody's house for the first time ever and it's been eight minutes at this person's house and <laughs> you're trying to be normal, but you're like, hey, uh, I know we're all hanging out being the personable or whatever, but like can I just get your Wi-Fi just in case <laughs> I need to scroll Twitter because you said something awkward and I don't know what to say, so I need to go on my phone. Like how awkward is that moment? Like you've been in my house for eight minutes and you already are worried about how much you can go on your phone <laughs> but- without having any delay. <laughs> My buddy Andrew is the king of. It's like so. Uh, we've been here for half an hour. I mean, you gotta give the password up, right? Yeah, I mean, you you, can you share it with me? They made it easier on the phone. I actually got a couple more. Uh, I got uh, golf wise. When a friend drops out of golf last minute, and you frantically find somebody, and the person you find you like, and they say yes. Yeah, that's a good one. It's hard to do. It's rare, but it is awesome. And my last one, universally liked by everybody in this world. A perfect combo of scoop ice cream. So this could be a perfect combo to you or to me. It's going to be different combos, right? But if you find the perfect two scoop ice cream combo, <laughs> it's, I mean, you're in, you know, it's just like, I don't, I don't care what the flavors are. Well, so we'll, we'll, we'll change because I thought about saying that to ice cream or whatever. And I know there's other things, but in the spirit of this, where you, you sh- it should be universal, anything uh, you should be able to dispute it all. Let's make the last one for the sake of this uh, voting or election thing. The perfect bite. Perfect bite. Just like the perfect bite. It could be any food you like. If you don't like ice cream, pick a different food. Because I was going to say pizza, but I know some people don't like pizza. They're oh crazy. God, who are those people? Are, don't listen to Don't listen to this podcast. Yeah, yeah. It just won't block <laughs> you instantaneously. Uh, in, your, in your brain, in your Max Homa brain, right then, when you said the perfect bite, I know something popped in your brain. Oh, yeah. What was it? Was two it just things. pizza or was it no, up, was two it things place? popped in my head? No, two things popped in my head. One is uh, there's this uh, ahi uh, crunchy tuna salad or ahi crunchy salad at, from Yard House that I always, every time I eat, and I think a lot of people probably do this, but every time I eat, 
especially if it's like a good meal. I'm trying basically the whole time I'm eating, I'm planning out what my last bite will be. Like I want my last bite to be the best bite. So like in this tuna, in this in this ahi salad, I need at least one piece of the ahi left, and I need part of the crunchy, like the little wonton thing. And I need obviously yeah, yeah. some of the lettuce. So I'm making sure that it all. And so by the end of every time I ever had that salad, it is just the perfect combo of those those things. And then the other one I had is, and it's like basically always been like the third or fourth bite of this burrito. But there's a burrito place in San Diego. It's changed its name. It was used to be called Santana's. Now it's called MXN 24-7. Um, and it's just a carne asada burrito. And it's like third or fourth bite. Once you get past like that top part of the burrito where it's a little too much tortilla, and then you get into the middle where it's like the perfect, uh, that's it. Do you ha- Did you think of one when you had your perfect bite? Mine was a burrito, dude. Mine yeah. was a machaco burrito. I haven't had it in years. We need to go. When you're in Phoenix... You're a burrito guy. You want burritos, right? So next time you get home after the Masters, you can bring the green jacket. We'll make you take it off so you don't get sauce on it. But (laughs) we'll go to Carlsbad Tavern on Hayden in Scottsdale. And they're a machaca burrito and you add guac inside. It is out of this world. You can't have it for lunch, though. Had a couple of friends make that mistake a couple of weeks ago. They went and had it for lunch. You'll learn this when you turn 30 soon. When When you get a little bit older is... You you can't have the real heavy lunch. It's just yeah. done. you're done. I I could five years ago. I but can't then now. I could set up a nap, <laughs> which we've agreed oh, everyone it's a, loves. <laughs> it's it's a win. Then get some ice cream after. Let's yeah, get this thing going. It. Maybe you're on <laughs> a flight. Maybe you're, fly, you're landing <laughs> in Australia. Uh, I hope you have a good week in Houston. I mean, you've have you played? I mean, we didn't talk anything about the tournament this week. Oh yeah. Have uh, you played the golf course? And do you, what are you? Uh, can you give me like thirty seconds yeah. on what you think about Houston? New Not the course. Town of, New oh, course. I hadn't thought about this. No, yeah. there are fans. Are, will or will you not get heckled by an Astro fan? I hope I do. Uh, I hope I get heckled. Uh, it's a new course. Uh, we actually had to do our COVID testing at Minute Maid Park, which is where the Houston Astros play. I will say there was a buzz about the stadium. Did you I beat a drum? There was a buzz about the stadium. I, I could just feel the buzz. You know, I think everyone could feel the buzz. I felt bad. There was a kind of a bit of a homeless community around. Uh, not just the buzz of the stadium, but all the trash cans banging, I imagine, kept them up. Maybe they get into a rhythm. I'm not really sure. Um, it would be sweet, 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 sweet justice for L.A. kid to have a little bit of revenge in the city of Houston. Um, but even if they don't, Dodgers, or even if I don't, Dodgers already won. Uh, but, yeah, I'm going to get yelled at most likely, uh, which is fine by me. Um, I, I deserve it. I just hope uh, I just hope I could play great and I kind of hope Joe wears LA on Sunday, <laughs> uh, but no, it's good. I, I, I really like Houston. Um, I don't just, I just don't love their sports teams. I don't know what it is. I don't like the Rockets. Oh. I don't like the Astros in particular. Texans um, fan. Uh, I don't mind the Texans. I love Deshaun Watson. So it's not like I have anything against Houston. I, I think it's a cool, cool city. Um, but yeah, hopefully the golf course is good. I'm going to go early tomorrow morning, uh, get a little work in. I would be lying if I said that, it's going to take a little extra effort to at least focus uh, my my all of my thoughts on this week when I am very excited for what's happening in seven days. So um, I'm doing the whole, uh, you know, the whole, you know, job not finished. You got to play right. great this week to set up a great week next week. But it is exciting. It's exciting to plan for Augusta. Um, but it's also cool to think that 
you know, again, the big reason I added Bermuda is I wanted a couple tournaments under my belt before Augusta. And I, I think this week will be a fun one to keep building off what happened last week. And uh, I, the course should set up good for me from what I hear. I, I, it's long. Um, you know, it's, uh, it's, uh, feels like one of those courses like uh, Wells Fargo, essentially where you're gonna have a lot of long par fours, uh, which has set up for my game best. So we'll see, uh, but I'm excited to go see the golf course. Um, the, the Houston course that we had before, I forget the name, but it's amazing. So I imagine this one's really good too. Yeah. Well, I, I can say for the both of us to our producer, Tim. It's going to be way easier. Didn't have one cutout, Max. Not one. This internet's really good. I think I get upgraded at these little, at this uh, hotel. I think I must have status because I got like, they said, here's your premier Wi-Fi that you got for free for being something. And I'm like, yeah, well, obviously I'm, I'm, I frequent hotels all the time. You think this would happen like way more often than it does. I don't get where all my points go. It's like, Hey, Hey, uh, you know, Mr. Bacon, you have a hundred thousand points. Oh, no way. Uh, how many rooms does that get me? Oh, no, no. It gets you a complimentary water. Yeah, you get a water. Oh, Fiji? No, no, no. Dasani, don't be crazy. One of the one of the hotel <laughs> chains that I'd stayed at a lot when we were doing Fox stuff would always go, we'll give you the water or I'll give you, um, we can give you 500 hotel points. And I just remember <laughs> I looked up one day how how meaningless 500 points yeah. were like give me the damn water i mean at least i it's true it's it's true bucks to stanley it's nichols <laughs> that's what it is it's like none of it matters like i i had i i have a southwest uh credit card and um you know all the thing you know my points go back to so i can use them to fly and i had like an absurd amount of points at, at one time and flights for whatever reason were expensive. And you're like, dude, I have like a hundred thousand points right now. Like I may never have to fly and pay again. And you're like three, four flights in. You're like, Oh, well, there that goes. Oh, it's you know? done. It's done. You just yeah, get no, like, it's, it's, very it's like a thousand points on you United for the Wi-Fi, which at the time it doesn't feel like money. So you do it every time, but it's like, I don't know what that equates to, but I've decided that it's just too much. <laughs> like it has to be too much. The airplane Wi-Fi pricing is my favorite. You'll be and able to fly like two terrible. and a half hours. Thirty-five dollars. Um, yeah. So uh, the understudy of Backstreet Boys. I appreciate you giving us all. <laughs> I'm the odd and man more. out of Backstreet yeah, Boys. Yeah, you're just one out. You're so close. Uh, excited to watch this week. Uh, play well, and then uh, when do you go to Augusta from Houston? Do you guys have a charter? Sunday. Um, there, I, I have my dog this week, so we have to figure out how we're getting there. Gotcha. Okay, cool. Well, uh, we'll try to get something up either Monday or Tuesday, much like this for next week, because I know Max will be very excited, and we'll be talking much about Houston and a lot about Augusta. Uh, Max, have a great week. Play like you did. Putt like you did. I feel like you putted it great. It was Dude, fun to watch. Thanks, I'm man. excited to see. Hey, and give Joe a big hug when you see him. I feel like you guys need it. Deserve it. Uh, thanks, man. I will. Uh, everybody, I hope whoever you want to win this election does win um it's gonna be hard it's gonna be hard for everybody you yeah i just hope everyone's happy uh and yeah i hope everyone continues to wash their hands and uh godspeed and uh you know good luck with whatever whatever comes with today (laughs) just just remember everybody just remember this i love you so take and take a breath and just remember that we're gonna get through whatever we're gonna get through as a group and we can do this as a group i know we can we'll talk to you guys next week Have a good Tuesday. Have a great week. Uh, Think about the stuff we talked about. And you know what? Come up with a list yourself of things that you know everybody loves. And you can share them with us on social. We like hearing them. We'll talk to you next week. 
Get a Grip with Max Homa and Shane Bacon is a production of iHeartRadio. For more podcasts from iHeartRadio, visit the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to your favorite shows.